I was driving into work today listening to podcasts, as I usually do. Today I was listening to Selected Shorts. Now this is a great podcast that I really enjoy where they have professional actors read short fiction on stage. They record this both in New York and sometimes at the Getty Center in Los Angeles. I really enjoy this. It ended today with what the narrator or the host called short lyrical pieces. This is one called The God Who Loves You by Carl Dennis. And it really affected me. It, as you'll hear, I'm going to play for you the segment where Tracy K. Smith reads this poem and you'll hear the audience applaud and you'll hear laughter. I didn't hear humor when I heard this. Of course, there is humor there, but I, I took it a different way. I, I took it as something that really meant something to me. So let me start there. Let me just share with you Tracy K. Dennis, no, Tracy K. Smith, reading a poem by Carl Dennis called The God Who Loves You. It must be troubling for the God who loves you to ponder how much happier you'd be today had you been able to glimpse your many futures. It must be painful for him to watch you on Friday evenings, driving home from the office, content with your week, three fine houses sold to deserving families, knowing, as he does, exactly what would have happened had you gone to your second choice for college, knowing the roommate you'd have been allotted, whose ardent opinions on painting and music would have kindled in you a lifelong passion, a life 30 points above the life you're living on any scale of satisfaction. <laughs> and every point a thorn in the side of the God who loves you. You don't want that, a large-souled man like you who tries to withhold from your wife the day's disappointments so she can save her empathy for the children. And would you want this God to compare your wife with the woman you were destined to meet on the other campus? <laughs> it hurts you to think of him ranking the conversation you'd have enjoyed over there higher in insight than the conversation you're used to. And think how this loving God would feel knowing that the man next in line for your wife would have pleased her more than you ever will. <laughs> Even on your best days, when you really try. Can you sleep at night believing a God like that is pacing his cloudy bedroom, harassed by alternatives you're spared by ignorance? The difference between what is and what could have been will remain alive for him even after you cease existing, after you catch a chill running out in the snow for the morning paper, 
losing 11 years that the God who loves you will feel compelled to imagine scene by scene unless you come to the rescue by imagining him no wiser than you are, no God at all, only a friend, no closer than the actual friend you made at college, the one you haven't written in months. Sit down tonight and write him about the life you can talk about with a claim to authority, the life you've witnessed, which for all you know is the life you've chosen. Did that strike you like it did me? As I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, what is the other perspective like? What if God is looking at each one of us individually? And what if he does love us? And what if he is looking at the possibilities that we could have had, the choices we might have made? And what if he cares about that? And what if he is looking at us and saying, he did the best he could. She did the best with what she had available to her. These are the kinds of thoughts that I have uh, when I hear poetry that really strikes me, and, and particularly this one, as I've been working with clients who don't think so much of themselves. They, they have a very poor self-image. And I wonder what their self-image would be like if it were from the perspective of a God who loves them. If they could step out of sight of themselves and look at themselves from a distance and judge themselves for how they appear and the choices that they make and the the obstacles they overcome and just the the day-to-day -day stuff that they deal with my guess is that they would love themselves just like God loves us now if you're like me I had to listen to this a second time and so I decided to record this myself because I wanted First, the experience of having done that, and then have you get a sense of my take on the poem differently than the way it was performed on the podcast. So here is me reading this poem by Carl Dennis. The God Who Loves You by Carl Dennis it must be troubling for the God who loves you to ponder how much happier you'd be today had you been able to glimpse your many futures. It must be painful for him to watch you on Friday evenings driving home from the office content with your week, three fine houses sold to deserving families, knowing as he does exactly what would have happened had you gone to your second choice for college 
knowing the roommate you'd have been allotted, whose ardent opinions on painting and music would have kindled in you a lifelong passion, a life thirty points above the life you are living on any scale of satisfaction, and every point a thorn in the side of the God who loves you. You don't want that. A large-souled man like you, who tries to withhold from your wife the day's disappointments so she can save her empathy for the children. And would you want this God to compare your wife with the woman you were destined to meet on the other campus? It hurts you to think of him ranking the conversation you'd have enjoyed over there higher in insight than the conversation you're used to. And think how this loving God would feel, knowing that the man next in line for your wife would have pleased her more than you ever will, even on your best days, when you really try. Can you sleep at night believing a God like that is pacing his cloudy bedroom, harassed by alternatives you're spared by ignorance? The difference between what is and what could have been will remain alive for him even after you cease existing, after you catch a chill running out in the snow for the morning paper, losing eleven years, that the God who loves you will feel compelled to imagine scene by scene unless you come to the rescue by imagining him no wiser than you, no God at all. Only a friend, no closer than the actual friend you made at college, the one you haven't written in months. Sit down tonight and write him about the life you can talk about with a claim to authority, the life you've witnessed, which for all you know is the life you've chosen. <laughs>